This is Mark. This is John. This is Hudson. This is Brian. And we are D4, D4 on the floor. Welcome back for campaign two. Woo! Here we go. If we are new to you, welcome to D4 on the floor. If we are not, welcome back. Mark, what do we got in store for campaign two? Pirates, goats, cats. Let's meet the characters. This is Brian. I'm going to be playing a satyr bard pirate named Giovanni Mearson. Giovanni Mearson awkwardly stands at around five foot six like any other satyr. He has bright blue eyes and a wry smile that make him both comforting and mischievous at the same time. He is covered in fur that is made up of various tans, browns, and blacks from head to hoof. From his curled mustache to his flared hair, goatee, and sideburns, Giovanni is not one to pass on the dramatics. His look is quite peculiar, however, as he is a bit of a walking Christmas tree. Whether it is one of his many piercings or trinkets hanging off his face, horns, or clothing, this satyr doesn't appear to throw anything away. He wears a raggedy puffy white pirate shirt, a heavily worn blue tricorn hat with gold trim, and an embroidered vest to match. He also loves wearing multiple belts, yet he wears no pants. He carries a battered lute on one side and a new edged sword on the other. This pirate is certainly a sight to behold. Hi, this is Hudson, and I'm going to be playing Runar Chai this time. Uh, Runar Chai is a, well, he's a human, and uh, he is also a archaeologist. He works for the Antiquarium of the Lore College in Solisium, which is a very far distant place from where we currently are. He has brown hair that's heavily streaked with gray. He wears silver spectacles to cover his gray eyes. His robes are rather tattered. They are bloodied and dirtied from all the fighting he's had. He's a very long way from home trying to get back to his wife, and he's very sad about this. And he's slowly turning into a cat, so he currently has a cat tail. Hi, I'm John. I'm going to be playing the wood elf rogue named Drukki. A relatively tall wood elf with sort of dark brownish skin. I'm basically all painted up in sort of caked on white mud that has been removed around his eyes and nose to give him a sort of skull-like look to him. And his hair's also streaked with the same white mud that is on his body and is up in two ponytails. Welcome to the Plastic Sea. To the west, the bronze coast of Tandria. With cities occupied by the giant kin slavers, they give the place its name. Here, the smaller folk, those not in chains, live in hidden encampments and isolated bastions, not the least of which the white city of Aurora, ruled by the fair queen, Alanae. To the east, the hobgoblin kingdom of Zendalon, a warlike wasteland of blood and sand, the site of both ancient cataclysm and ancient tradition. To their south stands the gnomish kingdom of Golorod in their mountain fortress. Far to the north, beyond the cliffs of Grinagar, the White Wastes, a frozen kingdom ruled by the queen Petrala and her legions. Far to the south, the eastern edge of the untamed jungles of the Lan Kwan. The Placidus itself is speckled with islands, some uncharted, others forgotten. Entire civilizations have risen and fallen in silent solitude beyond the waves. Many an adventurer has taken to life on the Placidus, seeing it as a symbol of freedom, a means to elude Tandrian oppression or Zendalani control. A lawless wilderness of pirates and monsters, the Placidus is in some ways every bit as dangerous as anywhere on land, but when she calls, many a sailor answers. So ready your sea legs, the Placidus awaits.
We begin our story under an emerald sail. The infamous pirate fleet of that name has just attacked and sunk the Consort, a merchant ship that had been carrying our heroes. During the battle, Druk shot some pirates from the shadows, Giovanni made himself invisible, and Runar took a bullet to the hand. The tiefling first mate, Salarino, has just died at the hands of the pirates. The Consort is continuing to sink while on this new ship, the three of you have each found a place. Runar is at the top of the mast, cowering. Drek is on the anchor, and Giovanni, our bard, has found a hiding place in the hull of the ship. Everybody just sitting still at this point? I think Runar is cowering is a good word. He is probably actually, if there's an actual curl's nest, like in the bottom of it, and he might be whimpering a little bit. Just hiding, but otherwise he is just like basically curled up in the fetal position, you know, just praying that nobody actually pays attention to him. Giovanni is still invisible and he is hanging out on the ship, kind of seeing what in the world's going on. I am currently attached to the anchor and slowly making my way up to climb on the ship itself. Okay. Runar, an orb of light comes flying through the air. Kind of comes towards you, circles a little bit, and then spirals its way up towards the top of the mast. And kind of sheds some light into the crow's nest. You look up at it, and it's got a little bit of a skull face image on it. Two more orbs also start moving through the ship with similar skull faces. One of them almost hits you, Giovanni. You can see that they're basically shedding light around the ship. Just as that's happening, another ship comes close, and grapples come across to sort of tie the ships together. This ship is bigger than the ones you've seen. It must have been in the area, but it wasn't in the actual battle with the consort. I continue to watch. More and more of the pirates pile onto the ship. Consort is all but gone. Down on the wreckage, you see a few of the bodies kind of floating around here or there. A couple of them kind of wriggle and then start climbing themselves up onto the ship. And from the flagship comes a tall, green-skinned high-orc woman with green dreadlocks, braided into a cable of green that hangs to her chest over her left shoulder. She has piercing dark eyes and a spike pierced through the bridge of her nose. She wears crocodile-skin leathers studded with the teeth of various sea creatures. On her side, she carries a pistol and two sabers. To her side is a dwarven woman, also dark-eyed, wearing a dark-hooded robe that's been cut off at the knees, revealing shapely legs and a pair of shark-skin boots. The green high orc begins to bark orders, and some of the sailors from the consort walk up to the dwarf. You actually recognize Giovanni, a couple of them. There's the boatswain, his name was Tell-All. His blonde hair is matted with blood, and his eyes look dead. And a heavy-set bald man, you recognize him as the ship's cook. Uh. Udar was his name. His belly split open through his apron, and his entrails are dragging at his feet. Do I know these people as undead? Yeah, they're undead. And that's common for this pirate crew? Uh, you didn't know anything about that. <laughs> it's not the crew, but it's the crew of the ship you were on. It seemed to be coming up all zombified. Radar is just in the bottom of the curls and it's just staring up at the sphere, not moving, just going, like, doesn't see me. I don't move, right? 
couple of the orcs, as they move crates and things about, they are showing the green lady what they've found, almost like children wanting the attention of a, of a loved adult. And she gives them praise as they move it into place or find a place to kind of tie it down. In fact, you see one high orc come up, and he has the head of Salarino, and it's been burnt out. And so it's basically this black-red skull with big ram's horns. And she says, ah, a prize. And the dwarf woman kind of smiles at it and says, stick it on the railing. They kind of mount this head on the end of the flagship. Does Giovanni know what those orbs are? Can he recognize that that's some type of... Oh, you can roll a watchful spirit or something. Nat 20. Ooh. You are pretty certain that that is just dancing lights, but they've got a little bit of a personal flair. Oh, okay. Okay. Shedding lighter. All right, Giovanni's going to lay low, stay invisible, and try to stay as quiet as possible, even though he has trinkets all over him. Okay. Is there still stuff floating on the water? Yep. There's a lot of stuff because the ship's going down. I'd like to hop down and, using my ring of water walking, run over to where the ship was and see if I can't find anything of value that might be of interest to the lady. Go ahead and roll investigation. Investigation. Ooh, I got that. Fourteen? You find a little wooden box that's floating. It's sealed enough to where it doesn't seem like it's it's taken on any water, so okay. it might have something in it. All right, I'm going to grab that and then make my way around to the... Other side of the ship to the ship that came alongside the new one mm-hmm. and climb up on their deck and then run across the uh, plank onto the ship that. Okay. Do you throw your stealth so yep. they don't just see you do the first part of that? 19. You climb up onto the flagship, sneak over, walk across the planks, okay. get this box in your hand. There's a spyglass inside. It's pretty ornately decorated. I'll uh, run across the uh, planks between the two ships and sort of bow down low and open the chest to her. Okay. It's this little halfling. It's kind of zombified standing next to you, just drooling from its mouth. <laughs> Go ahead and roll your deception. Okay. 16. The green lady barely looks at you mm. and says, very nice, put it on the pile. I'll close it up and march it over to the pile. And, and you notice that the dwarven lady is not really paying much attention to you either. She looks at the undead that she's brought up and she's kind of assessing them. Okay, I'll set it on the uh, pile and just kind of meander my way into working on the ship. Because okay. that's what I do now. So Giovanni sees all this, I'm assuming? Yeah. And they just seem to accept him with no issues? Well, they, they weren't looking at him. It was all these people coming by with things, and they're all putting them out, and he did it in a way that they didn't really pay much attention to him. Giovanni's going to reach into his vest and pull out a candlestick holder, <laughs> and he's going to become visible and walk up to him and say, Hello, how oh, I made it back. Here you go. This is a beauty. This is a beauty. And then he's going to walk over to where Druck is. Roll your deception. 25. Wow. <laughs> Just as you're saying that, some, one of the pirates says, Captain, I'm not sure whether or not uh, you know, but there's a there's a cat at the top of the mast. Something like that. Oh, don't mind him. He's fine. He's harmless. Here, let me go get him. I'll go get him. And Giovanni starts climbing up the ladder to get him. The dwarf says, When did we get a satyr? Two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bring him down to us, please. Got it. I'm on it. Okay, I walk up to the basket. How you doing, good sir? 
So our try is laying in the bottom of his basket in the fetal position. His one hand's pretty bloody from deflecting that bullet. His clothes look somehow even more disheveled and soiled. And he's just sitting there and he like looks at you. His eyes are just really big, kind of watery. Like looks like he's about ready to cry. He goes, I, I really want to say that this is the worst night of, quite possibly the worst night of my life. Well, somehow we got lucky, and they don't care we're on the ship. So let's go. And he picks you up and pulls you up and starts dragging you down. Kind of, like, reflexively does that cat thing where he just, like, <laughs> like sticks his arms out and tries to like, raise, like... Pull on you a few times, like, ah! <laughs> Fine. Dang cats. I guess, I guess this is going to be terribly... I'm going to be skinned alive. Um, also, ignore the undead that are walking around. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind that. <laughs> this is not a good spot. All we need to do is get to Zendalon. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah. We can we can deal with some undead for a few days. I don't think they're going there. Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> well, we'll see how lucky we get uh, after this. You get to the bottom, fire pole down to the deck, and once you get down there, there's about four pirates that all have their guns on the cat that you brought down, and they're like, get out of the way to the satyr. No, 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 no. He's friendly. He's friendly. He's just a cat. He's like, he doesn't do anything. It doesn't look like a cat. Well, he's like partially cat. I mean, I'm like partially goat, right? <laughs> a goat and a cat and... Furry friends. There you go. And then he pets Runar's head. <laughs> Runar does the, like, the, you know, how, like, like a cat or something just kind of naturally, reflexively, like, ducks a little bit <laughs> if, if they're not sure of you. And then, they're like, he's like, it isn't that bad. So he just kind of lets it go. The green captain takes you by the shirt, Runar, and holds you up to her face, nose to nose. Her tusks are sort of flanking your cheeks. She says, where did you come from? Um, I I came from this um, dig site on this island, and I was doing some research on this ancient civilization, and I may have activated something, and now I have a cat's tail, and I can't cast magic. I don't know what he wants from me. She well, turns real quick to She says, go ask Waden whether or not he had this cat person on his ship. Because remember, there's multiple ships in this fleet. They don't. So I, I just want to be clear. Um, <clears throat> I'm not on the right ship. So I meant to stole away on this other ship. And then um, <clears throat> so because I didn't mean to stole away on this ship, that means um, I'm not a stole away. <laughs> Giovanni gives you the thumbs up. <laughs> she looks at the dwarf and the dwarf lady kind of shrugs shakes her head a little bit like no okay let's try something different um, <clears throat> I know of a um, dig site uh, where they're digging up ancient artifacts and they might be you know get on the black market or at least you know the gray market or t- t- the the British museum they, they like buying those things <laughs> Giovanni's um, ears are perking up, by the way. Hmm. And um, there's a couple of dig sites. Um, they're not terribly far. I'm a little turned around, though. Um, I'd have to look at a map to give you good directions. Um, but there's a couple of dig sites that might be useful for you. Maybe I could use that information to barter for passage. You could just drop me off on the island when you go raid it. I'll be fine. He's looking to get marooned, says the dwarf. Well, I mean, you're going to maroon me on a place that potentially has a boat to get off. But yes, yes, yes. Uh, if that if that works for you, she kind of puts you down and says, "Stay right where you are." Oh, can I have like a box to sit in? 
you know, maybe cower in. You know, I, I don't really want to go anywhere, but it just, it's this openness makes me really nervous. And, like, even before you stop talking, they put a crate over you. Thank mm. you. Mutt. Brown-skinned Tyork comes up, has dark, greasy hair and gold earrings. Scar runs down the center of his face from the middle of his unibrow to his split upper lip. Wears a brown leather jerkin and has several daggers hanging from his belt. And she just yelled, Mutt, and he answered. Yes, Captain. Will you talk to this cat and figure out whether or not it's worthwhile looking into his dig site? We're going to get moving here. Cat knocks on the crate. (laughs) (laughs) I found a dog for you to talk to. And they all start moving about their business. The globes, by the way, linger in the area of the ship as people are packing things up. And the anchors start to move, and they all start to get the ship going. You see the crate move up, and this high orc split lip that they call Mutt kind of grins at the idea. Giovanni's keeping close by as long as they let him. How much digging are we talking about? Well, technically, you would be um, <clears throat> raiding. Uh, the digging would be by uh, scholars. Oh. So it should be, I mean... Are they built like you? Yeah, I mean, some of them know magic. I mean, there would be the risk of that. I'm not, I, I just want to be up front, and um, uh, there might be a couple of armed guards, but like I, I, I'm sure a well-trained <clears throat> professional crew such as yourself would have no problem overtaking them with minimal casualties, which doesn't really seem to be a problem for you. He looks over at Giovanni and kind of looks back at Runar. So you're saying that you're going to send us to... A place where there's a bunch of scholars. Yes. That are doing digging. Yes. We will take their stuff and then we'll leave you there. Well, that's the exchange, right? I give you the information and you take me there and you drop me off. And then from there, I'm on my own to find my own way home. And this is because, on an island or on the coast? Um, you know, there's there's a couple of them I could show you. Uh, you know, there was a couple on, you know, an island or two. Like, would you prefer an island? Uh, there are some on the coast. Yeah, we'd prefer an island. I could do an island. I could do an island. Do you know where we are? No, I got on the wrong boat. It's a long and very sad and boring story. Come with me. Okay. And it grabs you by the back of your shirt and just sort of keeps you moving, basically, as he walks. Giovanni starts following, like, right behind him, like nothing's going on. Are you trying to be stealthy? Or you no, just, no. You just want, want, he's like, just, like, pretending like he's, yeah, oh, yeah, we're going, okay. Oh, okay. Kind of walks for a little bit and then stops. And Giovanni, like, turns around and starts looking behind him. <laughs> uh, are, are, are you going onto the flagship, Seder? Uh, is that where we're going? That's where we're going. Yeah, so, yes, we're going to the flagship. Come on, let's move it. Do you have some steak in this, cat? Oh, I could totally go for a steak. That sounds good. Let's go. That steak does sound quite good. Wait, cat but steak, though, sounds gross. Hmm. That, I would have to concur with that statement as well. Giovanni's just pretending like nothing's going on. He's just waiting. Keeps walking. Okay, I keep walking with him. <laughs> I'm going to slowly make my way over to the uh, flagship with him. Okay. As you walk across the, the railing, on their end has that tiefling skull. You can smell the scorched smell of it. Yeah. A little bit of iron from the blood. Mm. <laughs> quite quite intimidating. I, 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 is, was that what you were going for? Because it's effective. <laughs> they ignore it. 
Giovanni gets right up next to Runar and is like, Shh. <laughs> no, no. Shh. Uh, no. Shh. Meow? No, no, no. Shh. But he orders the sailors to start taking the planks down and, pull, and they basically unrig from the other ship and they start pulling her and, and steer away from each other before they start moving on. Hey, can I roll history against this uh, pirate crew? Sure. Fifteen. Uh, you've definitely heard of the Emerald Sail. They all have these green sails. Okay. You didn't know that they were largely high orc, but that's clearly the case. Okay. They play fiddle music. You'd heard that part before. It was, okay. it was kind of an intimidation factor. You didn't realize that they were sort of hit and run type things. You know, there's different types of piracy, and these guys are apparently not afraid to just wreck a boat and see what they get. All right. How do I feel if I told them that I'm Giovanni Marison, knowing that I have a pirate reputation? I'm getting the sense that they would not care at all, but I don't know. Can I roll on maybe an you, insight or you, something? Sure. I rolled a 12. They're pretty full of themselves, right? They don't seem like they would be, be impressed even if they were. They wouldn't want to show it. You're pretty certain that you've heard of the captain. She's called Griga the Green. Griga? Mm-hmm. And I have never made this particular pirate crew mad in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Like many other crews? No, okay. you, you basically have just heard of them. Okay, good. And sometimes knowing the captain, especially when it's a fleet, because it's not, you know, sometimes it's just a single ship. This okay. is, you've counted four ships at this point. Got it, got it. They find a quarters for you and tell you to stay here. We don't need to tie you up, do we? No, no. <clears throat> nope, 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 nope. I'm going to talk to the captain. Okay. And we'll figure out whether or not this is something we're going to pursue. Can you read the charts? I mean... Of course they can read charts. Giovanni pats him on the back. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I know a map. Is, is a chart like a map? He can read a map, too. Yes, it's like a map. Okay. I mean, you'll have to point out where we're at, because I think I've been going in the wrong direction for like three days. <laughs> this, is not, this is not giving me much confidence. <laughs> Well, I mean, I wasn't exactly stirring the ship. I just got out of the wrong one. He, he hit his head. He'll, it'll all come back to him. Don't worry. So does that guy walk away? Basically, he's leaving you in this mm-hmm. little... It's not much of a room. This probably could be used as like an actual like a place to lock you up. They didn't actually do that. Are you staying in the room with him? Yeah, and Giovanni or... keeps his foot, his hoof in the door so the door can't shut all the way. Jock, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just working the decks. Okay, just start swabbing. Well, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna basically try and blend in and then work my way down to where they are. I just imagine you standing in front of a pirate flag, blending in, get it? <laughs> the scene where he just steps away and it just doesn't look like he left. They're gonna be like, "Hey, nice bow. Hey, did you ever see that archer that just kept killing us over and over again? Who got rid of him? I don't know. Oh, cool. <laughs> um." As soon as, as Matt leaves, I immediately look for some place to go crawl, like into like a smallest hole as possible. You know, like how a cat would like crawl immediately under the bed or whatever. I look for something that I can shove myself into and just hide. Runar, uh, real quick, you have to kind of uh, tell them you're good at everything, okay? That'll help you stay around longer. I'm good at hiding. Quit telling the truth. I, I, I find that <clears throat> I find that honesty is the best policy. Um, and I'm... he slaps you in the face. He's like, "No, <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> you are going to lose your cat head. Quit telling the truth. You have to fib a little bit. White lie, white lie. It's, it's not a white lie. It's it, it's it's a full lie. It's a, it's a black lie. And that's okay. 
Would you rather lie or would you rather die? Uh, I'd rather not do either. That's <laughs> you again. <laughs> you need to go to sleep, get some rest, and uh-huh. think about what I said. Because uh-huh. I need uh-huh. you around. We need to go find that golden monkey. And I wouldn't mind stealing this ship, but... <laughs> Boy, might be a doozy for this one. A doozy? Huh. I, I saw more than a dozen people there. It, it only took two of them to, to like, mess me up. I can't help you. I, I'm going to go and I crawl under the monkey. Like, under it. Under it. Like, whatever. Like, even if it's just like a little, like, flop down thing, and like, I just I slide under it and, like, hide. It's almost like a like a loose drawer, but you would fit in it. So, like, a roll out underneath the bed. Giovanni says under his breath, oh, what a weirdo. And then he starts chewing on his shirt sleeve. <laughs> I can't wait till Giovanni starts counting out his gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three, four, five. <laughs> all right you notice that this ship is a little bit more diverse not quite as many high orcs Druck is out there working and you do get a couple that say like hey where'd you come from transfer from the other ship which one um the one that we were just attached to i, I was new to that crew too but uh what was that name what was that one named uh Bro, your deception. All right. My own deception. Pretty good. 16. The eel flank? Yeah. Yeah, I was with the eel flank. They said to get on this one and follow the uh, cat around. What's your name? Druck. Better in your keep. <laughs> I'll just keep swabbing the deck and slowly work my way back towards the uh, below decks. At this point, the undead were brought onto the ship, so you see a few walk around, and they're literally doing the swabby type stuff. Oh, okay. The zombie with the controls just has to keep him up in the same spot, like in a circle, <laughs> because like he's sitting like blood and slime, and he's like you know, he's going around just like cleaning his own slime trail up. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Mutt has gone up to the captain's cabin they're having a conversation there you see through the window the the two back and forth there's a couple other people in there too out of the door come a couple of people one of them is a saradin healthman of sorts he's got dark skin and he's he's shirtless barefoot he's got black tattoos covering his bald head and torso and arms and he's wearing simple breeches with a wide leather belt from which hang an assortment of drills and hammers and other carpentry tools. And the other one is a gray-skinned high orc, kind of skinny, with black cap and a broken tusk. And they come down to the door and they go to unlock it and are kind of surprised that it's not locked. They open up and you see these two standing there. Good evening, sirs. Come with us, please. Are you sure he's trying to get a catnap in? Well, wait, where did he... And they realize that he's not in sight. They kind of look around the place, start mo- looking under the mattress. I'll, I'll get him. I'll get him. He goes over and he kicks at you. Like, right. reaches out and, like, swats at your leg. <laughs> <laughs> Kick at that. <laughs> All right, Runar, come on. Let's go. Sarah, okay, this is a safe spot. I would prefer to stay here. Sarah, ah, you kind of apps over. Come on. Saradin just rips you out from underneath there. <laughs> holding you by the scruff of the neck and your feet are almost dragging behind you. He's just got this grip on you. Well, you all just hate cats, don't you? 
I just kind of do that semi like you when you grab the cat by the, the scruff of the neck and just kind of just go like tense up and do that weird like this tense kind of pose or like you're like being prepared to be carried I guess are you going to yeah yeah okay walk up and they it's almost like they knew you were going to be coming they were warned they kind of look at you with a little bit of disdain but they don't say anything they open up the cabin light just bathes out of it at this point it's gotten dark outside the orbs are no longer moving around and there's the green captain the serenade just throws you into the room <sighs> goes to toss you you land on your feet I, i'm a cat of course i land on my feet <laughs> <laughs> i immediately look for something to scurry underneath like a table anything all right mutt grabs you and you're just sort of stuck in place on the table they have a big gridded chart it's got a bunch of stuff written on it. It's not like a map that they bought somewhere. It's just this big grid that apparently they've been using. And on one side, you see Tandria. On the other side, you see Zendalon. They're really just coastlines. This is about the water, not yeah. the land, yeah. as far as this map is concerned. It also shows something about the white wastes to the north. Ooh. And then the jungles of the Longquan to the southwest very far from where you are, presumably, because there's a little green triangles that they're using Okay. For their own ships to kind of show where they are. Why green? I'm just... And Mutt says, all right, show the captain where we'd be going for this dig site. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> which, 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 uh, I'm assuming these green triangles are, um, are they ships? Yes. Uh, which one is us? It doesn't matter. Um, hmm. All right, so Mark, I am going to do a history roll, and we're going to see if I remember where this dig is at, if that's all right with you. Go for it. All right. I rolled like that one. <laughs> you think you know exactly where it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's right here. He, Giovanni's going to pull a little fleece out of his vest, and he's going to cast Minor Illusion, and he's going to pop a little X marks the spot on the map. Like a little 3D Ooh. illusion. And he doesn't care if people see him do it. Huh. They all sort of stop and look at you. Well, you're full of trucks, aren't you? What's your name? This is the captain, sorry. He turns and he bows very theatrically. Yeah, that's a word. That's a word. <laughs> and uh, he, he says, I am Giovanni Merson, my friends. Giovanni Merson? That's right. Son of the sea god. Absolutely. Hmm. He gave birth to me. <laughs> Where did you grow up, Giovanni Mayer's son? I came from the sea. From he the literally sea. gave birth to me. I kid you not. Inside check. I got a 17. Uh, you're not sure what to make of that. I'm a little confused. And then I see a little chalice or whatever that's on like the edge of the table. <laughs> and I start slowly reaching towards it like I can't stop myself. And I start pushing it off the edge. <laughs> And I'm just staring at it, watching it slowly edge its way out into the oblivion. (laughs) The elfman tries to catch it. He misses it as it hits the ground. (laughs) Chilfani looks at Runar and is like, gives him that very, oh my gosh, look. What is he doing? There's a little bit of a puddle now because there was a little something left in it. Um, my apologies. Uh, I, I get 
cursed. I think I seem to be turning into a cat. I, I do apologize for my odd behavior. I couldn't stop myself. <laughs> How sure are you about this location? Looks at both of you because you're now involved. Oh, he's 100% sure. This guy knows everything. From the east coast to the west coast to the north coast to any coast you can think of. Uh, uh, <clears throat> yes, I am, uh, I am an esteemed member of the ex- uh, Archaeological Society, and I am privy to all of their ongoings, so I, I know these things. That means we dig up old ruins that make people rich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Giovanni pats him on the back. Oh, these sort of slack jaws for a moment. Well, it's within a couple days. Mutt says, hmm, might pay off. Oh, it absolutely will pay off. And in fact, a couple days to you, I'll have two nights of song and drink. And then Giovanni lifts up his loot. Don't ask where you got that from. Wouldn't begrudge a little entertainment around here. It's what I do. You'll both earn your keep on the ship? Absolutely. I know my way around a ship like the back of my hand. I would imagine, son of mare... Ooh, he likes that. He smiles a bit. You, however, don't seem like you are very at home here. What can you do for us in the meantime? Um, <clears throat> I am, um, an excellent mouser. Rats? I can I can take out a rat. He can sit with all this loot and tell you every little thing about him. Every little piece. So you can pick his brain on that. Is that true? You're an appraiser? I wouldn't say I'm, I'm an appraiser. I'm an archaeologist, so Giovanni would... kicks him a little bit in the foot. <clears throat> I don't appraise things. I I know history. If there's of historical significance, I would know about it. So therefore, it would be worth more to certain collectors. All right. So they put you up in that room for now. They don't apparently want to put you with the rest of the crew. You kind of get the impression that there better be something good there. I tell them I'll shut the door if they let me, and then I'm going to take a little piece of wax out of my vest and stick it in the door so it can't only shut and lock and see okay. if they notice. Like, like shoving like a piece of cardboard the, between the, the latch and the, the, la- and the latch. in the okay. holes. Just, just take a candle that you had and just mm-hmm. squish the thing in there. All right, so you're left in the room. They don't try to lock the door, it seems. They just sort oh, okay. of tell you these will be your quarters for now. We will talk about where things will go from there. In the meantime, and they kind of give you the rundown on when food is, and they want you to be involved in the running of the ship. They mm-hmm. expect you to be part of that. And, yeah, they actually do ask you to start looking through loot with the necromancer, the dwarf. <laughs> um, her name is Oika. So she's looking at things magically for magic items and things like that. But she's more interested in your historical knowledge of things, so it's mm-hmm. more of the archeolo- archaeological, who made this, what kind of steel is this. Sure. It's creepy as hell because she's got these zombies that walk around with her. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to make a roll? Do you want me to do, like, perception? or uh, Just make one roll just to kind of get a general sense on how helpful you are to her. So this is going to be a one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> let's see, let's see. Three. Go 20, go 20! Uh, that's a nine. What, what would you like me to add to it? For history. Twelve. Twelve? Okay. Yeah. There are times where you just don't have a clue, and there are times where you're helpful. So it's not like you're coming across as a major expert, but you know more than most of the people on the ship, you know. And you also know where you can find more information, and so she is interested in that. The real question is, did you lie a little bit? No. Damn you. No. Oh, um, yeah, and he uh, he probably doesn't smell the greatest because he was hiding for, you know, probably a week before this. And 
just lick yourself clean. I don't know if he's... You know, I might as well, right? <laughs> Have you evolved to that yet? <laughs> so you do notice that Druk is pretty much part of the crew somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Giovanni's just like amazed, like, how in the world did this work? I don't get it. Scrum on the deck. <laughs> it's the face paint. <laughs> He's already dressed the part. When Giovanni gets close to Druk, he'll be like, uh, so I saw they just kind of let you on, huh? Yeah, don't talk to me. Yeah, no, no, no problem. No, yeah, no. So Giovanni is going to like pretend to work and constantly trick people into doing the work for him and like oh. patting him on the back and be like, oh, I got to go do this. He's going to do that the entire time. Can I roll like a sleight of hand to see if he gets away with it for a while? Uh, how about persuasion? Persuasion? Yeah, right. you're, you're sort of tricking him. Well, you know, roll a nat one on that. Oh, no. I mean, it's an eight altogether because I have a high skill, but... You, know, you get it to work a couple of times, and then finally somebody kicks me in the butt. The, it's actually Mutt. He's like, hey, you need to work around here. You're on zombie duty, and he gives you a, a mop. So that zombie that's guts <laughs> are hanging on the... You have to clean up the, the trail. Mutt, that's what I was going to do anyway, so I appreciate the help. Thank you. So that night, uh, things get quiet. People are fed. They crack out the aquavitae. Aquavitae is basically a distilled brandy. Okay. So it means it's really potent wine. Giovanni offers to sing and tell tales. During that, he'll use Song of Rest to help everybody heal up. Oh, nice. He's going to sing about the god of mare. So he'll just sing about that the whole night and just pump everybody up about the god of the ocean. Okay. The fall or the glory days? Glory. Okay. Glory, glory. Gotcha. One thing about this area is that Mare is obviously more of a presence. So mm-hmm. You're going to find, they call them fanes, like sea fanes. What little, are sea fanes called? Or uh, what was a sea fane? like a little temples okay. in the cities. Of is that F-A-N-E? Yeah, it's another word for temple. They're a little more common, which means nice. that like, he's probably got a little more of a following, and, which yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Giovanni's going to just try to schmooze everybody for sure. Okay. Roll your performance. Alrighty. Get a sense for how. They uh, Fourteen. Okay. Yeah, they're it's respectable. They're um, entertained, and they become more so as they're drinking their brandy. Awesome. If they let him, Giovanni will drink like crazy. Okay. Uh, and if they're smoking stuff, Giovanni will smoke. Yeah, as the guy who is helping to entertain, they're definitely willing to share. All right. Towards the end of the night, you're sitting there puffing on a pipe, and okay. Pretty buzzed up, and okay. do you partake, Doc, in the festivities? No, no, I'll just be drinking water and just kind of hanging out with everyone. But I'm not going to be drinking now. Okay. All right. So everybody ends up getting rest. You two are bunking in that room. Druk, you find a spot in the crew's quarters. Yeah. Uh, Runar, before you walk into your little room for the night, the Serenin Waden, who you now know as the Boatswain, and he says. You and I are going to talk in the morning. <clears throat> Excuse me? He kind of goes to throw a little bit of a jab at you. I instinctively duck, I think. Okay. He throws another jab on the other side. It's just... It's like, it's just Giovanni there? Yeah, you're probably standing there, yeah. Okay. He's just punching, but right? and he's not hauling out. But he basically is just throwing these jabs, and you're watching as Runar just kind of ducks out of the way. I, I, could we, could we, could we not? We need to talk in the morning. I'm not looking forward to this. Because your friend there needs to find some confidence. 
can't. No, 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 we see you can't hit him in the head because then he'll lose brain capacity. We have to keep his head in one piece so well, he knows a, everything. That's why he needs confidence. Hmm. All right. Well. All right. I suppose. <laughs> takes a bite of, oh, takes a bite of his sleeve. Oh, wait, he doesn't have any. He takes a bite of his arm. Ooh, that was good earlier. I think I'll try that again. <laughs> I, I had to get you on, on like a grass field at some point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you had to start eating it while you're talking or something. <laughs> okay, so Giovanni goes over to Runar, uh, wobbling quite a bit. Uh, Runar, um, is this thing site real? Yes, of course. I would oh, not lie. You know, I I cannot lie. This yeah, is, yeah, that's true. Honesty is the best policy. Well, no, you're totally wrong there. But <laughs> at least, uh, <laughs> at least we know that we'll not be oh, beheaded yeah. right away or fed to the krakens. You know, Wait, there's krakens. Uh, yeah, all over the place. And then with that, he like immediately dives back into like whatever hiding spot that he has picked out in the room. Ah, oh, such a fraidy cat. All right, get some rest for the night. I'll just wait for the first storm to come up. You've all been on a ship already, so I don't have to worry about any sea legs or constitution checks. Oh, being drunk, though. I'm over. Oh, yeah. Like, when my guy drinks, he's going to like it. (laughs) (laughs) Not like, woo, but just he loves it. Make a con check. All right, con check. 16. Oh, yeah. yeah, Nice. You hold it. Morning comes. Work is early. Down in the crew court, everybody starts moving, and you are woken up, whether you like it or not. Right, right. Get out there as the sun is just starting to make a little line that lets you know it's on its way. The sea's pretty calm this morning, and they do actually start with a little bit of a... It's actually the ship's uh, cook, who seems to be kind of the holy man on the ship, too, and he does a uh, brief ceremony in honor of Mayor. Oh, I like that. And they start heading, presumably, towards the spot that you picked out on the map. Everybody kind of moves around and does their thing. The dwarf necromancer is cataloging things this morning. She seems to think that you're going to help with that part of it. Oh, absolutely. I do love this part. This is one of my favorite things. When you write down all the things that you have discovered and their significance, and you're just going to write it all down, aren't you? (laughs) You can help, I guess. Okay, very well. I will do that. And Do you have a... Like a desk or something with an inkwell built in. Um, I don't do well with objects just sitting on tables these days. <laughs> uh, we have a desk that has, it's not exactly built in, but there's a sunken spot for it. That will, that will, I, I think that will suffice. Right. Waylon, the elf, Wayne says, wait, wait, I need him first. Uh, no, no, he, he. He's quite mistaken. Let's go. Uh, what, uh, Baswana, what, what was your name again? Boshui? He comes your direction and he goes, Go on, go on! And he starts shooing you up the mast. Just don't hit him in the head! No, he's, like he's, he's just gonna, like, pester you until you get up the mast. Sure, I will eventually just go up the mast. Okay. And I, I do have a climb speed of 30, so I, right. I don't even need the ladder if it exists. Okay. He comes climbing up behind you. You're at the top kind of thing, and he gets up to the crow's nest, and it's just you and him, and you're pretty close together. It's not a lot of space. Yes. And he says, I saw that balance yesterday. You've got some potential. Oh, uh, um, no. I'm I'm just, I'm a scholar, and I am a wizard. I am not done. I don't know what you're talking about. He goes to push you. Um, I would like to think that he doesn't so much. I think he goes, like, over the edge, but then he, like, because of the climb, like, he just, like, goes down to, like, 
starts going down the mast, actually. Can I get some help down there? And the zombies will come over, like, she orders the zombies to stand around the bottom of the mast. There's like... Like, I'm, I'm assuming at some point there's got to be whatever the, the cross piece yeah, is. Yeah. Like, he walks out on that. He's just like, this is... I, I feel... I'm being bullied. Is there... Can, can I speak to the, the captain? This is unfair. This is not... This is not part of the agreement. <laughs> you realize the captain is kind of watching and laughing and having fun with it. He jumps down to the other crossbar. Come on, show me what you can do. I, I, um, do you want me to cast a spell upon you? No, I want you to throw a punch. I, I, no, I, I, this is, why not school children? This is completely unnecessary. Roll your initiative. <laughs> Giovanni turns to someone next to him and says, Hey, I bet a gold coin that he's not going to perform very well. And then he sees it's the zombie. <laughs> and then I'm going to do a sleight of hand and see if I can pickpocket the zombie if they might have any coin it's, on him. It's the cross-eyed, uh, blonde-haired... <laughs> oh, dang it, I only rolled an eight on sleight of hand to pickpocket the zombie. <laughs> I'm going to roll disadvantage on it. <laughs> Just grabs your hand. And, uh, yeah, you go, you go to reach for it, and it like grabs your hand and starts <laughs> put it in its mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Giovanni walks away, just like shaking his hand. <laughs> that backfired. All right, what'd you get for initiative? Twenty-two, actually. All right, Woo. so you can see that he's about to push you off of this thing. I would like to um, bonus action disengage and dance back a little bit. Okay. Let's stay on the level with him. I'm assuming he's between me and the mast at this point, unless I'm mistaken. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. He would just go further out. Get a little bit of distance between us on whatever that crossbar is called. Okay. He pulls the uh, claw hammer from his belt and chucks it at you. Sure. Not real hard though. Like it's more like he's just he's just throwing it to sort of see what you do with it. So it is a missile. Do you want to try to stop it or are you? Yeah, sure. Okay. So that would be twelve damage that I. Okay. You paw it away and it actually hits hits the head of the halfling zombie. <laughs> you don't take any damage. You just kind of bat it away. And he goes, "There you go." I. Uh, I don't understand. What? I just, uh, this is. Why are you throwing hammers at me? This is. I am a gentleman and a scholar, and I. This is not the sort of tomfoolery I like. We normally partake in. There's a grace in your movements, <clears throat> cat person, and you can use that to your advantage. You can't spend your time hiding under beds and climbing up masts. I'm pooping in boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have only done that out of necessity. <laughs> What, where was I supposed to go? I was in the middle of a cargo hold. <laughs> Your turn. What are you doing? I will uh, stay where I'm at and take the defensive. Uh, I believe it's called dodge action. So he his next attack will be at disadvantage. Okay. He moves along this down. And you can see he's very balanced, right? Like this guy is at ease on this on this beam. And he gets uh, just gets closer to you and just with a open palm tries to strike you. And he succeeds. You did roll a disadvantage? Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, you're right. I forgot about the disadvantage. All right, so arm goes past. You kind of move out of the way. And it's your turn. I would like to uh, do the disengage action. 
and then he will use his climb speed, drop down to the bottom of the, the, the yard arm, and then he'll crawl back towards the mast along the bottom of it. Um, and then uh, I would also like to use his uh, feline option, which allows him to have double speed for that. So he can move 60 feet instead of 30 this turn for free. And then he'll uh, go however far and then start going back up the mast up towards the crawl's nest. You know, I mean, you move like crazy and he watches it and he kind of shakes his head, smiles a little bit, and he drops down like a gymnast and catches the yard arm and then kind of flips himself down and makes a drop to his bare feet onto the deck. And he's standing right in front of Giovanni. Uh, is this guy totally focused on Brunar? No, he jumped down and now he's looking at you. So he dropped down in front of you. He looks at Giovanni and he says, those abilities that he has as a cat give him some potential. He needs to try to use them. He's fast, we'll give him that. But you know darn well that he, that he can't keep running forever. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's pretty fantastic up there, really. Mix that with his brains and you got a all-around sharp cat right there. I like to think of myself as a lover, not a fighter. Thank you for listening to this episode of D4 on the Floor. If you had fun with us, please help us reach a wider audience by leaving us a review on iTunes. Like and subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on social media. New episodes release bi-weekly on Friday mornings.